You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Hello everyone. I hope we are all doing well. I feel like I need a new introduction. I feel like I say the same thing every single week. That's okay though. We're back with another No Stupid Questions today and it's an interesting one. Today we are talking about something called Nangs and the question that we are answering is what is a Nang? What does the word mean? What are Nangs? Now, some people actually may have never heard of Nangs before. If you are one of those people, wonderful. Let's learn about it today. But first, let's start with a couple of statistics. So in Australia, the use of inhalants, so this is not specific to Nangs, this is just inhalants in general, has been gradually increasing. So there was 0.4% of people using inhalants in 2001 compared to 1.7% in 2021. In addition to that, the 2021 Global Drug Survey actually lists nitrous oxide bulbs as the 13th most popular drug worldwide. Now you'll understand what I mean by nitrous oxide bulbs in just a second. So let's get into it. What is a Nang? So they're called Nangs generally. They are also called bulbs or whippets or some people may know it as laughing gas. All of these names refer to nitrous oxide and this is a colourless and tasteless gas that when a person inhales it, they may have laughing fits, they might feel quite euphoric or feel a sense of euphoria, they might have sound distortions, blurred vision and lose coordination or have a loss of coordination. Now, nitrous oxide or laughing gas has actually been around for hundreds of years. It has been used... Uh, as a medical anesthetic. So this is very common in childbirth or during quite light dental work, things like that. It's used in car engines. It's used as a propellant to whip cream or, of course, recreationally, it's used to get high. Now, the reason that names may be becoming so popular is because they are cheap and they are also available. And again, I will talk about the legal side of things at the end of this episode Back in the day, so in the ni- the 1900s, the 1700s, uh, British aristocrats actually held laughing gas parties. That's how long nitrous oxide and using it recreationally has been around. Now, when people use it recreationally, as I said before, the gas is actually inhaled. This is usually by discharging the nitrous gas cartridges into a balloon or even directly from a cracker into a person's mouth. Now, apparently they are called nangs because that is a common sound that people hear when they inhale the gas. As we know, there are a few other nicknames, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, the high people experience from nitrous oxide is very, very quick. So it's approximately 20 seconds. This means that people generally have to do a lot of nangs in order to continue to feel effects. 
Interestingly, despite nitrous oxide, nangs, laughing gas, whatever, being around for so long, we are only just learning about some of the effects of prolonged or excessive use on the body. So how dangerous is it? Now, this is all according to the Australian Drug Foundation. I will, of course, link this in the show notes if you want to have a look. So Some of the short-term effects we've already spoken about, but it can include things like dissociation, changes in thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. A person might experience auditory and visual hallucinations, and this is very, very common when mixed with other drugs. If the inhalation is done directly from a tank or a cracker, like I talked about before, this is the handheld device that is used to crack the bulb. That's why it's called a cracker. The cold gas can actually cause frostbite to the nose, the lips and the throat, including the windpipe of a person. Because the gas is under constant pressure, it can also rupture lung tissue if it's inhaled directly. Faulty dispensers can also explode and cause harm. There are some stats on that too. And you can also get cold burns on your hands. So these are just more of the short-term effects. What are some long-term ones? Now, the long-term effects are characterized by prolonged or regular use. So this technically doesn't mean that if you have one name, this is what you will experience. You are more likely to experience potentially those short-term effects. Long-term is regular and prolonged use. So a person may experience memory loss. They might experience vitamin B12 depletion, and this can therefore lead to brain and nerve damage in some cases. Another common long-term effect is ringing in the ears, incontinence. A person might experience numbness in their hands or feet. Uh, It can cause weakened immune system function. And of course, as with every other drug episode we have covered, it can affect your mental health as well. People can experience depression, psychological dependence, or even psychosis. We did touch on before about mixing with other drugs and some of the effects there, but of course there are a couple more. So when you mix taking nangs and taking other drugs, this places additional pressure on your heart. It can increase blood pressure. And of course, that means it can disrupt your heart rate as well. Mixing nangs with other drugs like cannabis, ketamine, LSD or magic mushrooms can cause really intense dissociation. And like we talked about before, those visual or auditory hallucinations. Drinking alcohol and doing names can cause nausea, it can increase dizziness, and it can potentially cause vomiting as well. And let's just quickly talk about what an overdose can look like. Again, as with every other drug episode, we like to talk about this just so people are aware. So an overdose from names can look like a loss of consciousness caused by a fall in blood pressure or asphyxia. And this is just where your brain doesn't have enough oxygen. Someone might have a really irregular heartbeat or something a lot more obvious is seizures. They might experience seizures as well. Once again, guys, if you are ever in this position where someone has taken a substance, this could be any, any drug, um, and they're not doing too well, you're a bit worried about them, make sure you always get help. You are not going to get in trouble for helping your friends or the people around you. Ambulance officers do not necessarily have to call the police. Please make sure that you are safe and you look after each other. Quick story time here, actually. I read an article from the ABC about a girl in her 20s who was struggling to walk, and this was due to nerve damage in her spinal cord. And this was something that they thought she may never recover from. Basically, this was caused from binging on nangs. And when I say binging, 
this person was inhaling 360 nangs per week. So quite a bit. Now we talked about the high being short. So therefore you need a lot for it to keep going, for you to keep feeling that euphoric feeling. So that is a real story of something that can happen if people do find that they are doing this regularly or for a long period of time, like we talked about those long-term effects. In terms of deaths in Australia, I didn't find statistics for other countries, but since 2010, there have actually been two recorded deaths from the recreational use of NANGs in Australia. The next part we're going to talk about is, is it legal? The big question of the day, how is it so accessible? I already said that it's not illegal. So yes, it is legal, but the laws do vary from state to state. However, sale of actual nitrous oxide canisters to whipped cream is legal across Australia. So all across Oz. New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and the Northern Territory have actually made it an offence to supply uh, these canisters to anyone who believes that they might misuse them. So basically with this law, I guess they, they wanted to stop the mass sale. So people going in and buying a large amount of these canisters. In this particular article that I read, they actually said, you know, people aren't baking cakes at 3am. So why would you sell them this many canisters, blah, 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 blah. I do think that's quite hard to say and hard to regulate. I mean, you can't really tell if someone is being honest in that or not. And it's probably not the salesperson's right to tell someone that they are or are not baking a cake in the morning. But I guess it is a bit of a common sense law. Definitely not easy to control. But basically, because they are by product, I guess, a food grade product, therefore whipped cream in a lot of instances, uh, you can't really police them. You can't really ban them. There is a fair bit of conversation around about how to go about this and how to make them legal in some instances, but illegal in recreational use. Obviously, that has proven to be very, very hard to do. So the overall answer to that question, is it legal? Yes, you're allowed to possess names under the Australian consumer law. You can sell these gas canisters for whipped cream or medicinal effects, all of those things, they are not banned. You can possess them. Uh, obviously, using it for recreational use is something that we're trying to stop. However, as we just talked about, pretty hard to do. Last little bit here, let's just touch on getting help. So if you feel like you are maybe developing a problem with names or any other drugs for that matter, you know, I just told that story about that 20-year-old girl, um, pretty important to make sure that if you are someone who feels like they are getting dependent on a certain substance, uh, whatever that is, that you reach out for help. If anyone needs free and confidential advice about alcohol and other drugs, make sure to call the National Alcohol and Other Drug Hotline on 1800 250 And of course, for 24-7 crisis support regarding substance abuse, misuse or addiction, call Lifeline on 131114. That is all for today's episode. I hope that you guys learned something and you feel more informed about the use and risks of using names. Thank you for learning with me. Thank you for being here. Make sure you share an episode that you love. I'll be back in your ears on Thursday. See you later.